Hello, hello, and welcome to this episode of Healing Hearts and Changing Narratives with your host, Just Tamiko. On this segment, we will be discussing the stigmas attached to counseling and therapy, particularly in communities of color. I'm hoping that each of you had an amazing Thanksgiving holiday with your families or wherever you decided to spend it. Many of you know that during the holidays, many suffer with grief and loss or other life-altering events. So I have with me on this podcast, Audrina jones Bunton, who is a licensed clinical mental health and Christian uh, health counselor and Christian counselor. Audrina, are you there? How are you today? Yes, I am, Tamiko. I'm here. I'm doing well. Thank you for having me. Awesome. I'm so glad to have you here. If we could just start, if you could tell me just a, a brief history about yourself and how you came into the profession of counseling. Sure. Uh, so I was born number seven, uh, number seven of eight children in the village of Pinehurst, North Carolina. Both parents born to PKs, for, the, for those of you that might not know, PKs are preacher's kids. So both of my parents were preachers, pastors. And I, I so vividly recall traveling the world, especially during the summertime with my parents, all eight kids. Uh, they would load us up in one of those uh, blue and brown station wagons that where you can actually look in the back, uh, had a back window in those. And we would travel the world uh, with our parents evangelizing and uh, being of service to others, we would we would sing. We were the Jones family, so we would sing songs with our parents as, as they ministered. And um, as I grew, um, I, I so vividly recall numbers of times going on job interviews, and uh, one of the one of the questions you normally get is, "What do you see yourself doing five, ten years from now? What do you want want to do?" And I always would answer the question to help somebody. Did not know what that was until I became an adult, not realizing that um, uh, that I had been counseling all of my life, even through high school. And uh, I am here in this place as a, as a therapist and as a counselor because this is something that I feel that God has instilled in me, that it, it is something that uh, is inborn. That's awesome, awesome, awesome. So hopefully by the end of this segment, we'll be able to change the narrative and or stigmas about counseling. A lot of people tend to shy away from counseling either due to the verbiage or hearing the psycho psychological aspect of it, or it causes one to think they're weak if they attempt to utilize the services of a counselor. You know, all of those things. Talk to me a little bit about that. So uh, that's definitely, um, that, that's correct. Uh, we, we live in a society where you see a lot, even on, on, in the media, whether it's on television or social media, and even in the upbringing of families where, you know, you're taught to what stays in the, what happens in the home stays in the home. Individuals feel that if you actually uh, seek out for counseling or, or if you are having issues that you may be deemed as being crazy you may be deemed as uh, being helpless 
So a lot of times individuals shy away from receiving professional counseling, from dealing with those struggles and those issues and not wanting to appear weak. I agree with that. And you know, sometimes you often hear people joking when someone is behaving adverse to what individuals think someone should behave. You often hear the term, oh, you're crazy. You need to seek help, you know, in a joking manner. But it, it's not a joking manner. Uh, we actually do need to, if at any point in our lives, feel that we're not coping in a manner that we should be coping, reach out and ask for help and seek the services of a professional. I, I totally agree. Uh, one thing that I often think about and I really advocate for is that we it's very easy for the most part to recognize physical illness we will call high blood pressure high blood pressure diabetes diabetes or any physical illness and we'll seek professional help we'll go to the doctor but when it comes to mental illness uh, there's a tendency to shy away from that and i think that if we come to grips and realize that all help is is uh we need to be in a place where we are wholesome where we are totally whole and that includes mental health in addition to physical health and i would encourage individuals that if you know if you are seek if you are feeling that you are in a place where you're not functioning like you normally would to definitely seek that help as you would if there are were any physical issues going on Absolutely. I do believe that there are many people, many more people currently seeking the assistance from a counselor. You hear more people using the term self-care and they're recognizing that every now and then we all need to just reel it in a bit and, and begin to think about ourselves. And when I'm mentioning that, I'm, I'm reminded of several conversations I had on last week while I was with family and I was using the the term self-preservation how if you're not well yourself it's very difficult for you to take care of someone else although oftentimes we do that and we become overly exhausted exerted all of that de completely depleted because we're giving so much to others and not taking care of ourselves first I, I totally agree uh, with that we are living in a time now uh, with, with, you know, facing in the midst of the pandemic where individuals are seeking out help more than what I have ever seen in my career as a, as a psych psychotherapist. And one thing to, uh, one way to think about this is whenever you are on a plane and the airline stewardess was sort of going through her spiel of safety and all of that. And one thing that always stands out to me and when it comes to self-care is that she mentions that if there is any turbulence or anything going on, their oxygen mask is going to fall and you need to put it on. And so even if you have an infant or a child sitting beside you, a loved one sitting, sitting beside you, the tendency may be to try and put it on that child before you put it on yourself. But in order to be able to save that child, you have to be able to save yourself. And uh, there, there has been an increase with individuals, you know, seeking self-care uh, more so than ever before. 
That's awesome. I want to ask you some of the methods you may use within your, uh, I think I heard you mention that you actually have a private practice. We'll get the, those details a little later in the segment. Do you utilize any types of uh, mindful mindfulness, uh, meditation, or any of those types of strategies within your practice? Yes. Uh, one, one thing that I am very uh, uh, cautious of doing is making sure that I meet the individual where they are. And a part of my practice, a part of what is done normally, because whenever you actually come to seek counseling, one of the things about that is to really get people in a healthy place. And most of the time, if someone needs counseling, there needs to be some changes in thinking because when the way that we think, if we're thinking negatively, then we're feeling negative. If we're feeling negative, then that shows in the way that we act in our, in our behavior. And so one thing that's very, very important is to make sure that we are, are that we have healthy minds. So mindfulness is definitely a part of the strategies, the interventions that we use as a part of our practice, in addition to a number of other strategies, a number, a number of other interventions that will allow the individual to start progressing, to have a more uh, healthier mind, to be able to deal with the issues in life. That's awesome. I have a couple of questions from our audience. Well, maybe there are uh, maybe three, not a couple. One of the questions is, do you ever find yourself bringing your work home? That, that, that's a, a great question and one that I get often myself. Uh, one thing that I so believe in that my work, my work is hard work for me. H-E-A-R-T, hard work. So this is something that is straight from the heart. I'm passionate about helping others. I love helping others to be uh, to be in a place where they both deserve and desire to be. And when I'm with individuals and I'm spending that time with individuals, I am there 100%. Empathy is there 100%. But I think that God has instilled in me the ingredients that 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 is needed to be able to serve others and to help others in that place but also to take care of myself so i don't bring the work home i don't bring the issues home um, i make sure that i am caring for myself as well as caring for others so i'm all i'm always mindful of that that's awesome so you mentioned about this being heart work for you would you say that or would you agree that this is more of a passion for you than a career Definitely, it, it, it is. I, I lose myself in, in uh, finding out information about, about counseling, about therapy, and spending time with individuals. I'm not one of those individuals where I'm constantly checking the, the clock when I'm, when I'm with, uh, with people. I want to make sure that they're able to, uh, uh, to actually get out what's on their, on their hearts, what's on their minds. And it is definitely a passion. And I think a part of that just stems from my upbringing and in, in, in addition to what God has made me to be. So I love doing it. I absolutely love doing it. And sometimes I think to myself, how is it that I'm getting paid to do this? Because it's something that I just absolutely love to do. 
I love encouraging people. I love seeing people progress into a place where they both want to be, a place where they want to be both in their lives and in their, well, in their relationships, in their lives, and, and you know, in their health. That's awesome. I've often heard that when you're on a daily basis doing what you love and enjoy doing, the money will come. It's yes, I, I, I love that concept, and it, and it definitely does. And it's amazing how God works whenever you walk into purpose, whenever you actually go into the direction that he has willed for you and that he has predestined for you, the money does come. And you get to a place where you're actually walking in and working in, in purpose and working in the thing that, that gives you that passion definitely the money comes because the money at that point is not the thing that's first and foremost on your mind but it's about serving others and I, I believe that when God sees that okay you're doing the thing that I called you to do even as he did with Solomon whenever Solomon prayed for direction to help the people and God said well you know you could have prayed for riches you could have prayed for all these but you prayed for the wisdom to help others and because you did that then yes uh, the, the riches and the wealth came. So I'm I'm definitely a believer of that, Tamiko. Awesome. So here is not necessarily a question, but a statement from one of our audience members. And it states, many times it is thought that psychologists are always analyzing people both on and off the clock. Would you agree with that statement? Um, I, I sort of tend to agree with that statement. I, I've heard that in my personal life as well. Um, and I think that because psychotherapists, counselors, therapists, we are just curious minded by nature, you, you know, sort of always sort of wondering why people think the way that they do, why people behave the way that they do. It, it's just a part of who we are. And it, it sometimes it, it's a tendency to sort of to constantly sort of, you know, analyze even self-analyzing ourselves and it's not to a point where it really puts us in a bad place it's just the way that our brains work so here is an, another question that kind of segues into my last statement do you find yourself uh, no we ask that sorry what do you do for yourself to wind down well winding down is one thing I, I also make sure that before the day even starts that I make sure that I spend time and take take out time for myself. And so daily, m most days, about at least six out of seven days of the week, I am out walking, running first thing in the morning. A part of that time is spending uh, meditating and, and praying and reflecting, spending time with God for direction for, for the day. I make sure that I do that because if I can't care for myself, I can't care for others. But I do recall years and years ago, I would just get up and go straight to work. Even even at the in the uh, beginning of the pandemic, I would find myself getting out of bed and going straight to work. But I had to put a stop to that. Uh, realizing that, hey, in order for me to be able to be healthy minded, uh, I have to make sure that I'm doing the things that I am preaching, that I'm teaching, that I'm asking others to do and to be that example for others. So I, I start the day with self-care. I make sure that I am throughout the day, if I'm using, uh, if I need to use any type of the interventions to myself, I do that myself because I'm only human. 
and then uh, making sure that I get the appropriate rest as well. Are you an, an individual who hones in on the, the daily news, world news, or, or those things that often crowd our minds and can also lead to depression? I, I, I will admit that several years ago, I, I was doing that, uh, but I realized the toll that it was taken and I, I don't do that. It's been some years now that I've stopped doing that. I make sure there may there are times just so that I can make sure what is going on in the world, so that I won't so that things won't hit me by surprise. I, I make sure that I am in the know uh, as to what is going on, but I don't find myself really absorbed in watching news daily. I, I do things that are going to be uplifting, things that are going to keep me uh, healthy mentally. Uh, because what we what we have to realize is that in order to be healthy, it takes being healthy mentally as well as physically, as well as spiritually. So all that goes into play because one thing affects the other. So I, I make sure that I'm totally intentional about not doing that. And that's about living your life on purpose. You mentioned earlier about your daily routine and how you go about walking and and just absorbing your surroundings. That's a form of meditation. And what many people fail to realize is if our minds are healthy and our guts are healthy, it makes for a healthy balance. I, I definitely agree. Uh, those things are very important. And, and one of the things with you mentioning that, one of the things that I always recommend for all of my clients and patients is to implement some form of exercise. It doesn't necessarily mean having to go outside, even though going outside, I think is, is really great because it is, you know, it can really be uplifting to be able to get outside. But if you can't do that, some form of exercise that you enjoy doing because you want to make sure that, uh, that you, that is something that you will continue to do. If it's something that you enjoy doing, whether it's running, walking, whether it's doing yoga, meditation, uh, whatever it might be, but implementing some form of exercise so that you can be healthy in all those areas, both, you know, physically, spiritually, and mentally. Absolutely. Absolutely. I want to inform you that we had another audience member who mentioned that they don't have insurance, so that's what prevents them from counseling and I think that maybe there are some misconceptions regarding insurance and how one could go about obtaining counseling sessions. You don't have to go into great detail but uh, just shed a little light on that for you. So I will say one thing that we have great now at, at our fingertips is Google and there are a number of ways to receive counseling without having insurance. Uh, as a matter of fact, a number of people, lots and lots of people actually uh, prefer not to have insurance because of various reasons. So I would encourage others, and especially with the pandemic, there have been a lot of platforms that have that have been created and that, that have come into play that allow individuals to receive therapy at extreme reduced rates 
And there are also programs that allow you to be able to get therapy without without paying anything. So I would say do due diligence for yourself and to seek out that information. Thank you so much for shedding light on that. We have a, a another statement here that says counselors often need counseling. Is this true? I, I would agree. Uh, as counselors, we are counselors, but we are human. And in some form or another, not, not always necessarily psychotherapy, but uh, someone that you can actually uh, be able to confide in because, you know, life happens. Life happens for all of us, whether you're a counselor or, you know, whatever it is that you might be doing. So definitely I would encourage counselors to not try to hold in uh, anything or, or to try to resolve things or issues on your own all the time. There, there are times when we can do that, when we all can do that. But having someone that you can actually confide in, having someone that you can actually brainstorm things with, or if there's issues, if you find yourself as, as a counselor, as a therapist, where you say, well, I, I need professional help. I need someone to talk to uh, on a professional level, definitely. So there's a mix of that, but definitely having someone to be able to, uh, to be able to, to speak with about issues, uh, even, even counselors. Yes, I totally agree with that. Thank you. What advice, if at all, do you have for someone who is recently dealing with a life-altering event, be it grief and loss or someone who's newly divorced and having a difficult time moving forward? So there, again, there's a, there's a wealth of information out there. If you are someone that finds yourself worrying often, worrying all the time, if you find it very difficult to sleep at night, if you are having issues with uh, extreme weight gain or weight loss and can't figure out why, if you find yourself crying often and don't and don't know why, I, I would encourage you, along with those things, there are an array of symptoms where that, that may require for you to, to seek professional help. That's not always the case. Sometimes you may have individuals, I mentioned that I was born number seven of eight children. We all eight grew up in the same house, but we all think differently. Everyone thinks differently. Everyone handles situations differently. You may have someone that is experiencing an, a life altering event, event or a divorce or whatever it might be. And you may be able to heal from that and, and, and progress through that. You may have someone else that maybe was born and raised in the same home or that, that's dealing with the same thing that may actually need some one-on-one -on -one help. So I would say seek out seek out the information. You can actually uh, Google information to find out what the symptoms might be if you're, having, if you're having those symptoms. And if you need to seek professional help, I would definitely encourage you to do so. Thank you. You mentioned in the beginning, and I think you just mentioned it again, being number seven of eight in your family, are there any other counselors or any other individuals within your family unit who are in the counseling profession? There are no uh, no one else in my family that are actually uh, professional counselors, but we are all in some form or fashion in helping, in helping professions, whether it's ministry, teachers, healthcare, I think that this is something that uh, is it's amazing on how I've seen throughout the family. And we, of the of the eight children, we have over a hundred offspring. And it's amazing how I could just sort of 
glance across the different ones and see that we are in some form or fashion in in the helping professions, uh, whatever those professions might be. And, you know, with you asking that question, it brings a big smile on my face because my mom, uh, my dad has passed, but my mom, we just celebrated her 84th birthday. And even at 84 years old, she is still ministering. She's still pastoring our church. Uh, and so, yes, we are all in some form or fashion serving people. And that's something that we just really love to do. That's amazing. It's amazing. I have a, another question here from one of our audience members. And the question is, what do you say to someone who has dealt with childhood traumas and have allowed the experiences to lie dormant and suddenly those experiences suddenly reemerge? My, my advice to that person would be to definitely seek professional help and to make sure that is that the help that is coming from someone that is trauma trained, a trauma trained professional, uh, because not everyone is trained to treat trauma related uh, related issues. So definitely do that because what can happen is that if it goes unresolved, and if if it is someone that actually had uh, actually experienced trauma as a child and now those triggers or whatever might be coming up now as an adult if it goes unresolved it may continue so a professional that is trained in trauma can actually walk you through whatever it is that that is keeping you stuck in life uh, and to be able to sort of guide you through the process of being able to have a more healthy and fulfilling life i'm glad you mentioned finding someone who's actually skilled in the area of trauma, meaning that all counselors are not created equal. Everyone has their area of speciality, correct? Definitely, definitely. There are there are various therapists out here that have very, certain specialties, just like, again, sort of looking at physical health. You have heart specialists, you have dermatologists that specialize in skin care. Uh, the same applies to therapists. Not every therapist uh, not every therapist is a professional or, or trained in, in every degree. So I would definitely say to, to seek someone that has trauma trauma training and that actually specializes in that area. And there are, there are different platforms where you can actually seek a therapist based on whatever the issues are that you're having, where you can get very, very, uh, the search can be very, very detailed. And, and I would encourage you to make sure that you have that you actually seek out someone and and you can even interview certain therapists. You can see, you know, talk to them to see, to ask them questions to see if they will be a good fit for you. I definitely encourage that as well. That's awesome. Uh, if you don't mind, you mentioned several times throughout the interview about your large family and I just heard you mention about losing your father I'm not sure how long ago that was how do you as a counselor navigate through the emotions that come with losing a, a parent so that was uh my father passed about about 10 years ago and one way that I navigate is really you you're never going to forget that person I think that sometimes individuals feel that if they don't stay in the grieving process then they might forget they might there might be feelings of guilt but I would but one one way that I navigate through that is to remember the good things to remember the things that my dad taught me the things that he implanted in my life and into the lives of, of hundreds of thousands of others as a minister 
and remember those good times not allow to, not to allow myself to yes mourning grieving crying definitely that is what that's a part of the process so i definitely encourage that but i would say not to you don't want to find yourself actually being stuck in that process but going through the process and remembering the good times while you're going through the process is, is the way that i have allowed myself to to be able to deal with the death of my uh, the past of my father thank you for sharing that if you would just briefly share with our, our listeners some of the warning signs of a mental health breakdown. So there are several warning signs and I, and I can just go through uh, a few of those now. But warning signs, if you find that you have uh, severe mood swings that cause problems in relationships, if you are feeling very sad or withdrawn for more than two weeks, uh, crying regularly, feeling fatigued and not knowing why you're feeling fatigued, uh, feeling unmotivated, uh, feeling sort of out of control and taking risky behaviors. If there's any, if you feel suddenly overwhelmed uh, and having fear for no reason at all, those are some of the symptoms that there might be, it, uh, there, there may be, there may be time for, to actually do something. Those are some of the mental illness warning signs. Uh, it do, doesn't necessarily mean that that is the case with you. But it is worth checking out and actually actually speaking to someone. There are an array of therapists that will provide even free initial consultations that could help you to be able to navigate the, the process or to at least get started with the process and to find out whether or not you need to seek professional help or if it's something that you can actually navigate through yourself. Thank you so much for sharing that. So, Andrina, as we begin to wrap up this episode of Healing Hurts and Changing Narratives, could you just uh, allow our audience to know how they can get in contact with you if uh, you're the person they'd like to seek out? Tell me if there are any type of promotions you may be offering at this time. How can they get in contact with you? Sure. They can actually go directly to my website, AdrenaJonesBunton.com. Again, that's AdrenaJonesBunton.com, spelled A-U-D-R-I-N-A-J-O-N-E-S-B-U-N-T-O-N.com. And I actually offer a free, uh, a free consultation. You can actually go to that website, and whenever you click on that website, you'll see this button that that offers you the free uh, free 15-minute consultation. You you can actually schedule it right there and it hits my calendar and we can get you can get on that on my calendar and then we can we'll have a discussion uh to sort of see where things are and i will assist with helping you initially to navigate uh to go into the right direction for yourself where are you located i'm i have a private practice adrena jones button plc in durham north carolina uh, you can also find me on social media, Adrena Jones Button PLLC as well. That's awesome. I appreciate you joining us today. You've shed light on numerous issues regarding mental health. And uh, we will be interviewing you again soon in the near future. We don't want to discuss these topics just during Mental Health Awareness Month as mental health is something that is ongoing 12 months of the year. 
thank you again for joining me. This has been Healing Hurts and Changing Narratives with your host, Just Tamiko. Listen, if you'd like to become a sponsor, you can do so just by clicking on the sponsor link located in the app. And don't forget to visit our store at justtamiko.com. That's J-U-S-T-T-A-M-I-C-O.com. We look forward to having you joining us again. Take care.